Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. This is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy. The journal is featuring a series of interviews related to the publication of the Proceedings of the Pharmacy Practice Model Summit, which was an important event in the Pharmacy Practice Model Initiative of ASHP and the ASHP Foundation. This initiative of ASHP, the Pharmacy Practice Model Initiative, is designed to focus the efforts of health system pharmacists much more sharply on helping patients and patient care teams make the best use of medicines. This interview in the series is with Douglas Shekelhoff, who is Vice President at ASHP, responsible for professional development. Uh, his work encompasses issues related to the pharmacy workforce, including pharmacy technicians, and that's the subject of our interview. So Doug, let's just get right into this. Um, I, uh, I would appreciate if you could give us a brief picture of the extent to which hospital pharmacy departments are engaging pharmacy technicians optimally. And of course, this is uh, such an important question since uh, at the Practice Model Summit and as a part of the Practice Model Initiative, it's very clear that uh, elevating the use of pharmacy technicians is a key component to the practice model reform we're looking for. So uh, what's your picture of what's going on nationally? Well, Bill, what I think we see in hospitals and health systems is that technicians are widely utilized. And we do see a, a bit of a change in terms of the types of work and activities that they're involved in. Uh, as we have measured this in the national survey, uh, what we've been told by pharmacy directors uh, as they look at, at how pharmacy technicians spend their time, they still are about 75 to 80 percent of their time is spent in more traditional roles. And so that includes dosage preparation, mixing of IVs or chemotherapy doses, which are largely performed by pharmacy technicians. But we also see about 8 to 10% of their time is spent on more non-traditional roles. And at least anecdotally, we're hearing more and more cases of where pharmacy departments are using technicians in those non-traditional roles. I guess where we see the, the disconnect, though, is that the level of training of pharmacy technicians varies quite a bit. And so while some hospitals have chosen to, to really seek technicians who have completed an accredited training program, many, many others continue to train their technicians really on the job, with on-the-job training, uh, and many times it's not really at the level or the, the duration that it needs to be, and that in itself tends to be a barrier uh, to the expansion of what technicians can do just because they don't often have the skill set and don't have a standardized, structured training uh, program uh, that they have completed. I know that ASHB policy calls for uh technicians completing nationally uh, standardized training, followed by uh, certification, and then followed by uh, board registration. What about certification and board registration? What can you say about that in terms of national pattern? Well, we also continue to monitor those types of things. And right now, about 65% of technicians who work in hospitals are cert certified by the Pharmacy Technician Certification Board. So uh, we consider that to be positive. We'd like to see it be 100%, but it certainly increases each year, and we track that for, for a long period of time. 
And then the registration with the boards of pharmacy is, you know, at about 80%, I think 40 or 41 states now require a registration of pharmacy technicians. So that's, that's been positive. I think, you know, the question that's out there though, is, is that enough? And should there be another level? Should, should there be uh, licensure technicians so that they would have to demonstrate competence in order to be licensed by the state as opposed to just registering where they would have a background check and but be on a list and not have any mechanism where they would have to demonstrate their, their level of competence as a pharmacy technician. Doug, I'm curious, uh, what is your own vision since you've been working in this with technician issues for quite some time? Uh, your own vision with respect to uh, the preferred future regarding the optimum use of pharmacy technicians in hospital pharmacy. For example, could you imagine the day when technicians will be essentially autonomous with respect to managing the drug product preparation and distribution processes? Well, I, I, I do see that happening. In fact, there are some hospitals where that's uh, virtually the case now, where the hospital leadership has really made uh, made the decision that it makes the most sense to have their technicians be responsible for most or all of the uh, dispensing and, and dosage preparation process and really trying to move their pharmacist closer to the patient. And you know, I think that pharmacists are much more accepting of this because now they, they see how they have a role and, and they can, can play an important role uh, in caring for the patient and drug therapy management and other types of activities. So the pharmacists, I think, today are uh, more and more looking for pharmacy technicians to take over some of those distribution type of activities and roles. And I think another key factor has been that automation and technology has been developed that really complements well what pharmacists and pharmacy technicians do so that uh, it's not just one or the other. Many times the technology can be in place and with things like barcodes and, and other safeguards, the systems can be even safer than just a, a manual system that relies on human accuracy alone. I think as we hear of, of more places who are uh, uh, engaged in the pharmacy practice model initiative and very interested in how they can transform their own hospital pharmacy department, the types of services that they provide, we're hearing more and more that pharmacy leaders are evaluating what services they provide, reconsidering who's doing what, and really as part of their strategic planning process, they're planning for the future and, and how they want to be structured. And a very important part of that, we've heard time and time again, has been including pharmacy technicians in that strategic planning process. And they have, again, in all cases that I've heard of, they've played a, a pretty important role in terms of identifying what roles they should be playing or could be playing, and the end result has always been better uh, because of it. Doug, I know that um, in terms of ASHP's advocacy program, there's a technician initiative uh, working with uh, ASHP's affiliated state societies, and that you head up that initiative. Could you just give us a, a current report on the status of that, that project? Sure. Well, the, the goal of that the initiative that was launched by ASHP was to really develop a structure where we could work with our state affiliate organizations to really advocate for regulation or legislation at the state level that would recognize uh, technicians and would call for minimum requirements for uh, ASHP accredited training, uh, certification by the Pharmacy Technician Certification Board and registration with their State Board of Pharmacy. And I think what we found over the last few years as we've been engaged in this, we've had 19 states that have signed on and, and are working on 
technician-related uh, efforts, things that will elevate the role of the technician. Uh, we found that finding a lot of success in regulatory or legislative change, especially in the current environment, is difficult and slow to happen. And so I think while we have not stopped or abandoned that goal, we've also expanded that initiative so that we're really trying to reach out to individual pharmacy departments to say, whether there's a state law that requires this or not, you know, you really should be thinking about what the qualifications are of your pharmacy technician workforce and, you know, whether they've completed a structured accredited training program, whether they're PTCB certified, and if not, you should really set that as a minimum requirement. You know, there may be a pull through. There also needs to be a push and trying to find every way possible to really elevate the, the role, the training, the certification of the pharmacy technician. And I'll have to say that we've had, uh, there's just a lot more talk, a lot more buzz about what technicians are doing, what they could or should be doing, and uh, and what it's going to take to get there. It, it is a bit of a slow process, but I do see you know quite a bit of talk and movement at the individual uh, hospital level. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point that at least in most states, probably, uh, even though there's not a regulatory or legal requirement that technicians have uh, standardized education or be certified, there's nothing in most cases that would prevent a hospital from uh, sort of adopting that as its own standard for employment for pharmacy that's true, and, and we've heard from a number of hospitals that are planning to really do just that, where they're going to establish an ASHP-accredited training program within their own setting, and we've already started to see really quite a bit of growth in the number of applications for accreditation just in the past six months, so it's an encouraging sign. Historically, one of the problems in trying to elevate the legal requirements for pharmacy technicians has been you know, a difference of opinion, uh, perhaps between leaders in community pharmacy practice as opposed to leaders in hospital health system practice. Do you see any changes in, in that regard on the horizon, perhaps a more meeting of the minds between these two leaders in these two sectors of practice? Well, I think it's been been interesting to observe over time, and, and you're you're right that has been, uh, I guess, a, a difference of opinion. But I think the opinion piece is probably more over whether there should be a legal requirement or or minimum requirement uh, that's that's established, because in fact we find that especially in, in the larger chains, many times they have really well designed uh, accredited training programs, and so many times they while they may fight a requirement at the state level from a regulatory or legislative standpoint, in fact, they're offering those types of programs in their own uh, settings. Mm -hmm. And so they're, you know, they do continue to evolve in terms of the types of training that are, that's offered in those types of settings, frankly, at probably a faster rate than what it is in hospitals. But from a legal requirement, you're right, they do fight that. Yeah. And so I think that's been, it's been difficult uh, as we've tried to advocate at the state level uh, and working with our state affiliate organizations uh, in terms of getting past that. Doug, uh, you know, given the importance of uh, an expanded role for pharmacy technicians in order for pharmacists to sort of free up more time for their own clinical drug therapy management activities, again, I'm sort of probing for your picture of the future here. Do you expect that there's going to be some type of major breakthrough in the role of hospital pharmacy technicians, or are we more likely to see continued, uh, somewhat slow, incremental progress in this regard? I think that we will continue to see that incremental progress on this front. I think probably where we could see significant movement and where we might have a breakthrough is if we had two or three or 
four states that did establish uh, as a minimum requirement accredited training, I think that, that that probably would start to really turn the tide quite a bit. And I know that uh, in states where there's even discussion of having that as, as a minimum requirement, you know, suddenly training programs start to seek accreditation. We see more training programs evolve and the whole supply of, of training, uh, the, the whole training capacity issue and the ability to produce enough uh, well-trained technicians starts to come to the forefront. And so I think if we did have some states that started to require it, it would make a big difference. Well, Doug, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me on the technician-related issues in changing uh, pharmacy practice models in health system pharmacy. Uh, this is William Zelmer, AJHB Contributing Editor, with one of a series of interviews coinciding with publication of the proceedings of the ASHP Pharmacy Practice Model Summit. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.